Seals show what is good y'all this is your favorite comedian and common sense specialist Amanda Seals I am here with Jeremiah like the Bible starting another week it's the May it's May 1st wake up wake up wake up it's the first of the month also my birthday month so I'm excited 26 yes. days or 25 days so you're gonna be what 19 how's that yay I'm gonna be I think 29 you think I feel like after you turn like a certain age they all kind of like it don't feel different. So it's like, well, how old am I now? I feel like you're too, you're actually too young to be feeling that. 30 feels very I know different. I'm not turning than, 30. Well, and so I'm, I'm like, saying, I like, you're still, you still have milestone birthdays. So I feel like, but I feel like 29 isn't like, I'm turning 29. Let me go <laughs> start the races. But it feels like it's just right, it's right in front of 30. What do you call, thir- what do you call Thursday? Uh, throwback Thursday? No, you call it like pre Friday or something? Uh, Friday like, Junior. Friday Junior? Yeah, 29 is 30 Junior. Yeah, I guess we gotta see. I ain't got there yet. Cause right now I'm 28, feel like 25 the third. <laughs> <laughs> 25 the third. Okay, I feel that. I mean, I think in your 30s, like there's no real like milestone birthdays. Like 35 is just like, oh, we did it. Halfway through. Hey. Until you hit 40 and it's like a whole new 35 is, is like, oh, like I actually have to like start thinking about like health issues. Like that's more so what starts happening. Like I feel like at 35 is when everyone starts getting like IBS and Crohn's disease <laughs> and like, yeah, like that's when things start popping out. I mean, no positive, just diseases. Well, you know, on the flip side, I feel like 35 <laughs> is when you start really being like you know what? I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting like, I got this. Like I, I figured I, I'm, I'm an adult. I think for men, it's different. I feel like for men, it's more like 38, 39. But okay. I had a lawyer tell me one time, a male lawyer, he was like, men don't figure it out till 45. Wow, that's a long way to go. And that's what I said. I was like, what? And I was like 31 when he told me this. And he was like, yeah. So he was like, I mean, we can like be responsible and take right. care of things but he was like in terms of like becoming like secure with ourselves like really solid he was like nah 45 I was like I don't like that price oh <laughs> well I'll check in with y'all when I hit 45 alright alright so, yeah, hey well we we check in with y'all every day Monday through Friday to of course bring you the laughs and the facts and you know shout out to everybody who is listening us listening to us for the first time shout out to everybody who's been listening to us you know our ratings are, are doing very well thanks to y'all Showing support to this this little show. I gotta stop calling it a little show. The little engine that could. It's, it's big. It's big. So thank y'all for giving us all the love. And now we gotta give y'all some Black Hero news. What do we got coming up this hour? Coming up this hour, there are five people who were killed, execution style, in this Texas shooting. Also, Dwayne Wade has made the decision to move his family out of Florida over the state's LGBTQ policies. Plus, we have a group chat topic: the top countries for Black expat. So for some people, you may not know that expats is basically American for immigrant. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, 
Because that's essentially what it is. Like, you left America, you moved somewhere, you live there now. You actually, a lot of times, you end up having to give up your citizenship in order to work there. Right. But right. nonetheless, you know, Americans can't be calling themselves immigrants. That's a dirty word. Ooh. So, expats. But nonetheless, a lot of people are thinking about moving, and we've got some countries to tell y'all that apparently black folks is doing well in. So, we're going to mm-hmm. get into that, all right? Remember, stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It, and give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. If you're in L.A., you get a chance to come and see me live because on May 18th, we have Smart, Funny, and Black Live going down at the Novo. It's my little comedy. I got to stop saying Lil. It's my big comedy variety game show. We've been doing this since 2016. And you know what? In these current days and times, we really need not only a safe space for community, but also where we can truly celebrate, learn, and love on black culture. So come on out to Smart, Funny, and Black. We got Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White for this show. It's going to be a great time. You can get your tickets at amandaseals.com. Smart, Funny, and Black! All right, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals and oh man, let's get into some black here at news. It's just heavy on my heart, Jeremiah. It's heavy on my heart. We definitely have some heavy news out of Texas. So a drunk man allegedly slaughtered five people, including an eight-year-old boy. Oh, he was drunk now. Okay, so when this first happened, he wasn't drunk. So now he's drunk. Got it. Including an eight-year-old boy. In so the, it's not the guns. No, it's the liquor. It's the liquor. Oh. Blame mm-hmm. on a, 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 a alcohol. Got it. Um, in their southeast Texas home, after one of them asked him to stop shooting his rifle outside because their baby was trying to sleep, authorities said on Saturday. Then once the people stepped outside to ask him to quiet down, he took offense, walked into their house, and executed them. You looking at me like, I can't just, believe it. I can't because, I, I mean, I've read this on a number of pages the family that was living next door, they were Honduran. Uh, the person who did the shooting, uh, he is Mexican. He's a Mexican national. There were about 10 people living in this home mm-hmm. and uh, he killed uh, five. One of them was an eight-year-old boy. And five of them, five of the other residents survived the shooting. Yes. There were a number of kids in this scenario and they, oh my God, even saying it makes me want to start crying again. And they survived because they were under their mothers. Mm-hmm. So their deceased mothers dot, like were protecting them and took bullets. And, you know, this is really not, this is, this is insanity. Yeah. I don't even think insanity is the word at this point. I don't, even, I don't think there's a word that, I mean, you're the You know what the, the insanity part to me is that, we're here talking about it and there are people who could change this Mm -hmm. and they are actively speaking about it as if their hands are tied. Mm -hmm. And then there's the NRA who is speaking very boldly and loudly as if this is not a problem. And that's, who's tying the hands of those. Well, not they're tying them with money basically, but this is for me as an American taxpaying citizen I don't know how this story, like, I feel like it's it's surreal, but it's so real. And I know I sound like I'm not making any sense right now because it's nonsensical. We're going to talk later in uh, our our segment in the fourth hour. Politicians say say the the darndest darndest things things. where, you know, a congressman, uh, Tim Burchett, he's like, you know, I mean, people want us to do things about it. But I mean, there's just nothing we can do about it. 
crazy out here. So we have to keep talking about this also because people still invoke the argument of it's mental health or we'll never be able to take the guns away, et cetera, et cetera. And as far as I'm concerned at this point, when I hear y'all say things like that, what that says to me is you really don't care about kids because we should just be trying anything. You know, when you have a cold and someone you it's, you just can't get rid of the cold and someone mm. tells you like, OK, what you need to do is you need to shave the hair off a frog leg, mm. boil it, pour some orange rind in it. OK, stir it around for five point two minutes, not a second longer, and then drink it upside down. And you're like, I'll do whatever I can to make this go away. That's how we should be operating right now. We should just be trying whatever we can. And it doesn't have to be forever, but it can at least put a stay in the in the course of the way things are going. No? I agree. But I think also when you get sick long enough, you go to the doctor. It's the doctor's job to revive you or save you. Right now, our doctors, our lawmakers at lunch. So well, they're letting us die in the emergency room lobby right now. <sighs> What do you all think? one 855 8 That's one 855 Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts. I know a lot of y'all are in Texas, so I especially want to hear from you all. And I know that apparently this town is close uh, outside of Houston. So give us a ring. one 855 When we get back, we got more Black Your News. Going to be talking about Dwayne Wade leaving Florida. Yep. We'll explain why when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah. Jeremiah like, like the Bible. Yeah, like the Bible. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. We just talk, We just spent a whole break talking about the tragedy that just took place in Cleveland, Texas, where the five folks were murdered in their home by a man with an AR-15 who was, who was mad. That's was, actually the crazy part of the story. He was like just, you were upset that we told you to stop shooting the gun outside. At 11 p.m. at night because we have an infant and we're trying to get the baby to go to sleep. Ooh. And he said, don't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. And decided to kill people. So in that, right, mm-hmm. that context is that's the America we're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, this story about Dwayne Wade uh, came out where he was. He decided that he's going to move his family out of Florida because of the state. Well, he already uh, did it, I think. Yeah. Uh, they sold their house mm-hmm. over the state's LGBTQ policies. Um, well, you know, I think that's, that's, that's another reason why I don't live in a state. A lot of people don't know that. I have to make decisions for my family, um, not just personal individual decisions. I mean, obviously, the taxes is great. You know, having Wade County is great. But my family ain't, would not be accepted or feel comfortable there. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I don't live there. That's real. Now, we've been talking about this offline. Mm-hmm. You know, just this idea that, like, I, re- I think there's going to be a, a great migration. From the South to out the country or just, like, through the, the nation? I think it's beyond the South, right? So I think we're going to see just the red states start pushing residents out to the blue states, which I guess in a way is something that they somewhat want. Right. Uh, But ultimately... They want that, but like... I was going to say... It's not a logical strategy. (laughs) No, because they also need a workforce. Right. Uh, which is why you see them lowering child labor laws, right? And saying like, nah, you 13, that's cool. You could work in a slaughterhouse. That's cool. It's all good. I love the fact that uh, Dwayne Wade made the decision, like he said, beyond just like him as a person. Like, obviously the taxes are great. He like, oh, I'm making money. He thought about beyond just him as an individual, but like, how's this affecting my children? Which I think we've seen him and Gabrielle do time and time again as it comes as it comes to um, their child, Z- Zaya. Mm-hmm. Zaya. Um, who's transgender, which I love to see that because a lot of times, you know, black parents, Lucha. 
Take a nap. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Take a nap until the policy changes. They're not trying to move nowhere, especially not about no LGBTQ stuff. You know, it's so real that you say that because I really feel like because I come from an immigrant household where like my mom like left an island at 19 and Mm. like went to England in a sundress in the winter (laughs) and then moved. You know what I'm saying? And then moved to the States, like moving or lifting up and like saying it's time to move for something better. Like it's not really a big deal. Mm. But I do feel like in America, a lot of black Americans are very sedentary in that. Not Mm. sedentary is not the word, but they're very um, commit. Like they're they're rooted. Root. That's the best word. They're rooted. And also because like there's so much community that's been built. There's Mm. a safe there's a safe space perhaps that's been built or even just a comfort zone even if it's toxic right right? i agree with that um but we understand that sometimes like it's time to go i mean some of our greats in the 60s at the height of the civil rights movement and just you know jim crow james baldwin nina simone they was like i gotta get out of here say bye i gotta go to i gotta get out of here and i know that there's a lot of folks that are like well you're not gonna move me Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna move me right that's your (laughs) like i own this house i'm not gonna take this from me but i think resistance is more than just staying because i think that's the thing like a Mm -hmm. lot of people feel like they're being resistant to this effort of like white supremacy to expel them Mm -hmm. by being like you're not gonna get rid of me and it's like okay that's part one now it's like i need to not only stay but i need to be i need to stay i need to take up space Mm -hmm. i need to be loud i need to like create community i need to band together and that's a community effort too though like you have to you can't hold the line by yourself you need a community to hold the line with you <laughs> well what do y'all think would you would you uproot your family if you feel like the state that you're in that the laws have gotten out of hand because a lot of these states they're already going to a whole new level and not just with like lgbtq rights you got the black studies you yes. have education yes they ain't fixing the roads no more like at this point so what do you think One eight five five amanda 8 one 262 what would it take for you to uproot your family and say we got to move somewhere else what's a law what is a what is a space that you have that if they encroach upon that you like you know what i gotta go hit us up one 855 amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 we'll tell you what ours are when we get back also gonna give you all some uh some countries you could go to yeah that apparently a lot of black folks have already moved to so you wouldn't even be going there by yourself when we get back right here the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Call me anytime. Hit those phones now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. You know, we've been talking about how Dwayne Wade moved his family out of Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. because Florida is a hopeful. Sold that house. $22 million <laughs> and sold it. He said, bye. But you know what? We also have to say that there's a privilege in being able De- to do that. Definitely. Right? But you know what? A lot of folks have packed up and said, privilege or not. I'm out of here. I mean, we've seen that historically with the Great Migration. They said, you know what? I'm taking my little what I got. We going to Chicago. We going to New York. We going to L.A. We going to figure it out. But now we're going to a new level because people got passports. Right. They said, get me out of here. And they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at new countries. And I'm not lying to you. I thought the same thing because there's a lot of reasons why 
we would consider other countries, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, America is a very hostile place. There's violence, there's lack of education, lack of resources, et cetera. It's also far less expensive in a lot of these other places. So yeah, your sure. money goes a long way. So especially if you have some type of savings, you can kind of go over there and start with more you than like you. You Oprah Winfrey walking in <laughs> with a garden. You over there like, what we doing? <laughs> so we wanted to run down some of the some of the countries where black folks have set up shop and um, are thriving. So the first thing we have is obviously our neighbors to the south border. We have Mexico. So a lot of black expats and digital nomads love it because it offers the quality of life for a much um, lower cost of living. Tulum, where everybody was going during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Also, it's been dubbed the Atlanta of Mexico, <laughs> which is crazy. Listen, I have seen so many people, go, someone like interviewed for uh, working on this show that was living in Mexico. Listen. I mean, she was like, why haven't you moved? I was like, girl. <laughs> the Wi-Fi. We need the Wi-Fi. We the need show. the Wi-Fi. Okay. So people are also moving to Colombia. Mm. Colombia has been a very attractive option for black expats and digital nomads. Thanks to its diversity of landscapes and experiences. Also, the cost of living in Colombia is much lower. Also, there's a lot of... Um, Black identity movements that are happening in Central America mm-hmm. and in South America. Colombia is one of those places. Uh, but there's Cartagena, Medellin, Bogota, Cali, Barranquilla, and San Andres Islands that seem to be very popular destinations. And no, it's not Narcos. Okay. So <laughs> people go there to get their little veneers so they can go there to live. Baby, nah. they go there for veneers, BBLs, <laughs> all of it. it. So you can move to Colombia. <laughs> Another one in South America is Brazil. So, you know, Brazil actually has the highest population of black people outside of Africa. Mm-hmm. So your cousin's down there and black expats love it because of his rich history, the black and African culture, music, cuisines, national identity. You know, I might go to Brazil. There's like a really big like cultural identity for like a black movement of identity happening. Like literally like how the black movement happened, like the black, the black power movement happened in the 70s where mm-hmm. folks was like, I'm wearing Afros and dashikis. Like they're going through that in Brazil right now. And Brazilians are very beautiful. Whew. Fine. Mm, mm, mm. Last but not least, uh, Ghana. Why not go back to the motherland? Home. Popular destination. And at one point, I'm not sure if they're still doing this, but Ghana was like giving away citizenship citizenship to Americans. Uh, It's also friendly. They've got great food, chill, laid back vibes. And English is is widely spoken. I know that's one thing that would make a lot of people be like, pump the brakes. Right. But, you know, if you know English, you can definitely do your thing in Ghana. Also, shout out to Ghana with the aquaba. (laughs) And I think for what it's worth, there's a... Just a coming home element that happens there, too. So there's also just like a spiritual journey that's Mm -hmm. happening when you go back to the motherland. So some of the other countries, you got Costa Rica, uh, United Arab Emirates. I don't know about all that. Panama. Senegal, yep, Senegal, Thailand, Portugal. My homeboy moved to Malaysia with his girl and had a baby. And there, he's like, you don't understand. We <laughs> pay like girl and a baby. He's like, we pay two hundred twenty-five cents for like a beautiful apartment <laughs> with all the amenities and three pools. So just something to consider. But first and foremost, you got to get that passport, Listen. y'all. Get the passport, Are y'all. Okay, y'all. So where would you move? Any any ideas? I'm moving to Ghana. Really? I'll be watching them on TikTok. It's a whole TikTok page about that. I may move. I, once upon a time, I thought I'd move back to my homeland of Grenada, but I think I would go somewhere close by. Um, maybe like Bahamas. I didn't realize Grenada was so close to South America. It's like a hop skip. I was like, oh, this is like deep, deep in the mm-hmm. Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. I'll either go to like Bahamas or maybe Belize. Okay. All right, where would you all move? 1855-MAN8. That's 1855-262-6328. When we come up, we have a question for Amanda on 
the line. Ooh, so keep stay live. tuned. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. We love that you guys listen to us. Call us in, stay connected, hear your thoughts, give your opinions. We actually have a call for you, Amanda. Someone had a, a question of sorts. So let's go to the phone lines. Hi, Amanda. I had a question. As a creative, do you find yourself obsessing over the things that you post? Like when you post on Instagram, do you watch your video constantly before you post it? Or when you're on YouTube, do you watch it constantly after you have published that video? I just wanted to know because I find myself doing that and sometimes I'm beating myself up. So I'm just wondering how you handle that. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. I don't feel like I watch it for perfection purposes. It's more so just to make sure that I said what I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just kind of like a lot of times I'm recording things like on the fly. So like I'll watch it back just to make sure like, by the way, I'll record it and then post it, then watch it. It's like when you write an email and then proof it after you sent it. Like I do my best proofreading after I have sent the email and I'm like, ah, damn. Why, why, why I say it like that? Why I say it like that? So really, that's more so what it is. But I think there's there's a con- there's a natural um, habit of doing that. Like I know if you if you're songwriters, I know all my my recording artists out there. Like once you record a song, you listen to that song fifty eleven times. times. Like at first you're listening for like okay critiquing it, but then you're listening to it because you're like look what I did. I did it. But then there's the last part. Like, I'll listen to a song that I made a long time ago. I'm like, wait, am I singing the right note? Like, sometimes I think you hear it so much, you start, like, overanalyzing it. You're like, man, do I sound crazy? Do I sound crazy? I mean, that's how I do with videos now. Like, sometimes videos will come up in my, like, uh, remember, remind, you know, like, throwback feed or whatever. And it'll be like, ooh, why was I saying that? But that's growth. Yeah, Yeah. That's growth. But I say, you know what? Keep studying your videos as you're becoming more and more adept as a content creator, because that's you also like perfecting your style and like kind of just like working through your process. Mm-hmm. Great question. I love I, I Maybe this needs to be a reoccurring segment. Ask Amanda. Hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. When we come back, what do we got, Jeremiah? We got more Black Year News. You know, there's a civil rights class that got canceled in Florida because someone was uncomfortable. You know, Jermaine Dupree talking about that freak me documentary. That's coming up next. A mess. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals here. Today is apparently National Chocolate Parfait Day. (laughs) Jeremiah. We got Jeremiah like the Bible here. But you know what? It's also National Loyalty Day. Shout out to all my cancers because we are loyal. Why are you spinning your eyes up, Gemini? I feel like you're a cancer. You can't just say that. Like, I feel like other people have to vouch for that. We need people to vouch. I mean, I've lived on the earth a long time. People have absolutely vouched for this. Also, like, when you look at a cancer's, like, makeup, it's, like, creative, psychic, loyal. Because we're loyal to, like, to a fault. I mean, I'm a cancer rising. So I do think I'm a loyal person. Mm. But, you know. I would say that you are a loyal person. Yes. I am. Yes. Uh, It's also school principals day. So shout out to all of our school principals who are doing their best to protect their students, protect their teachers. And really fight through this ridiculous uh, phase that we are in of the education system. Because I know it is a doozy. I'm tired for him. 
I'm tired. I am. I am. But uh, we got to get, we, we even though we're tired, we got to keep on going, lifting up. What do we got for Black Hero News coming up this hour? Coming from Black Hero News, there was a civil rights class at a Florida college that was canceled because one student was uncomfortable. Plus, Jermaine Dupree clears up the air about the freaking documentary everyone's been on the line talking about. Plus, got your big up let down. It's all that coming up next right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, if you haven't got your tickets to Smart Funny and Black Live going down in Los Angeles on May 18th and you are wilding, it is my comedy variety game show, okay? We got live music. We got an even liver audience. And we got... Jermaine Dupree. I don't know where I got Jermaine Dupree. We got Wayne Brady competing against Jaleel White, okay? So you know that's going to be jokes. That's going to be characters. That's going to be music. It's going to, yes, dancing all the above. It's going to be a good old black time, all right? You can get your tickets at amandaseals.com. The show is May 18th. I'm also going to be announcing um, how you can possibly donate because I know there's a lot of people that want to support, that want people to be able to attend this type of black live community event, but aren't in LA. Well, we're gonna, we're setting up a thing where people will be able to actually donate so that people can get tickets. So you know what? That's what I mean. By, that's what we mean by community. I'm also trying to figure out how I can do smart, funny, and black for free. Okay. And I have to say it out loud because I need to manifest it. Yeah. All I need is an investor. The folks with money that's listening, mm-hmm. the powers that be, this is your moment. All I need is, it, investor's not even the right word. We need a patron we or a grant. That's happening, you know, ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Folks oh, yes, the, the, Medi- uh, the Medici family. Uh, they um, paying for all the art. They said, yes, go same, make that something. They were doing the same thing in Harlem, in the uh, Harlem Renaissance. Mm. Yes. So, or we need a sponsor. But basically what, what, what I want to do is I want to do Smart Funny and Black quarterly at the same venue every, you know, in, in LA. And I want the tickets to be able to be free. And I want people to be able to come and be a part of this as community organizing, not just as edutainment. So that's my goal. And I'm trying to make that happen by next year. So if you're listening and you have any ideas on how to make that happen, hit me up. This is your moment. You can go to amandaseals.com and send me an email. All right. If you miss any of the show, remember, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. It's time to listen, laugh and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Show. Hey, hi, everybody out there. It's Amanda Seals. Glad you're listening uh, to your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. We got Jeremiah, like the Bible here, to jump some black hero news off for you. That is right. So I don't know what's going on in the world, but a civil rights class at Eastern Florida State College. I already know. Okay. <laughs> right. That's the giveaway. Right. But it was canceled due to one student's discomfort. The topic was uh, civil rights. No, no specific bit of it, just in general, as far as I'm aware. And so the teacher basically had to cancel this class of 20, about 20 students in total uh, because of the students' discomfort. That's not it, though, Amanda. Let's, let's, let's hop, skip and jump to another school. A parent had a school trip canceled to see James and the Giant Peach because she felt it was inappropriate for kids to see actors dressed in makeup and dresses. They're normalizing this so much, and especially in front of five to six-year-olds. It's it just raises concern. Explain to me how they wear flamboyant makeup and, you know, get wigs and get all dressed up and everything to make it fun for the kids and make it more entertaining and funny. I think it would be you know, more appropriate for high schoolers, possibly not kindergartners. The book is James and the Giant Peach <laughs> right. by Roald Dahl. 
And that was in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why it's taking like one person to like shut these situations down. Mm-hmm. That's what's confusing to me. Because I, that whole trip was canceled because of this one okay. parent. What happened to just, oh, well, my kid ain't going. Right. Usually, you know, before a trip, they sent the little permission slips. This is going to happen. Do you want your child to go? Yes or no. And usually the no's just stay at the school. Yeah. Or they stay at home with their mama. Yeah. So, I, but I think we are in an era of like parents' choice, parents' concerns. So everything's about the parent, which is parent. And I think. But how does that differ? I, I don't know. I think they've conflated that when parents' discomfort becomes every parent's discomfort. Like every parent has to agree on this thing or n- nobody gets anything. It's, it's That's insane. insane. Yes, I agree. That is insane. That's just, and it's also not even possible. Mm -hmm. My thing is also, I don't feel like we're hearing, and I'm sure they're there, but I don't feel like we're hearing about the parents who are like, say what? I want, why are we not, why is the kids not going? Because Judy over here has a problem with, you know, theater, Mm -hmm. essentially. Because I know my mama would have been up at the school. Well, you know, a lot of times the schools don't tell you stuff after the fact. They sent the letter afterwards. Like, oh yeah, by the way, we canceled the trip because of a parent's discomfort. And it's like. Y'all think we need a meeting or something about this or a heads up? Because I sent my money in. My $10 for Jimmy to go, he paid that. What this is also doing is, again, undermining the the enrichment element of education, mm-hmm. both here with the, with the theater and then, of course, with the civil rights <laughs> class. Because it's like you're uncomfortable. And you know what I also know is especially the college level kids, they trolling. Well, that's that's just do. like, that's just, oh, I'm getting out of class. Well, not even I'm like you're you're at college. Everything you learned in college is supposed is supposed to be not not necessarily comfortable, but you're challenging critical thinking. Right. You're challenging yourself to think differently outside of what you were taught in your hometown That's in high it. school. It's like, okay, this is what I knew growing up. Let you can still believe those things, but we're gonna challenge those thoughts in this uh classroom setting. Even on the basics of civil rights though, like there's simply just this is what happened. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, we're we're watching this nation really descend into stupidity. Well, I think it was already kind of there. This is the age of stupidity. <laughs> I call this the age of idiocy, but as we see these types of things happen, we we come to really understand that there are going to be states where the people who come from those states are distinctively less prepared than other states that have heralded education. States like New Jersey, Michigan, California. I think the thing is, though, I think, We've always been this way. I think now we just see it. Before you, you weren't getting no, but it's legally now. But, we, I, but, we, but, but I think a lot of places again, these states that are behind didn't, didn't start getting behind like two years ago. They no, but behind. they're even further behind though. Right. I think I'm from Florida. I went through the Florida education right. system. But I think other like Mississippi, like little states. I think they've always been covert in the way they've been doing things. I think now it's just not covert. Well, that's what makes it worse, and that's what makes it hit even harder. All right, he took a sip of his drink. Well, I did. I had a little water. A little water. <sighs> what do we got coming up next? <laughs> coming up next. Well, actually, before that, I would love to hear from you guys. You, you know, your parents. Mm-hmm. You have kids in school. You're in college. You're in college. How do you feel about this? One eight five five Amanda eight. And if this happened at your kid's school, please call us up. If this was a situation where like a one parent like got something just like taken off the schedule, hit us up. One eight five five Amanda eight. Or if it did happen, what would you do? One eight five five two six two six three two eight. Coming up, we have Jermaine Dupree explaining what the Fricknick documentary is actually about. Plus, we got the big up let down coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. We up, we up. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. Hope everybody's Monday is going great. And if it hasn't been, I hope it's getting better now that you're tuning in to me, Amanda Seals, and Jeremiah Like the Bible. Let's keep this Black Year at News going. Well, a lot of people who are at Freaknik back in the day might have a better day now. Because <laughs> Jermaine Dupri came out and said, everyone that's nervous about this shouldn't be. And here's why. My vision of Freaknik is really a story about the South and Atlanta. It's not really a story about what everybody keeps talking about. And I think I, I, I don't like that part because I feel like it's a little disrespectful because I'm just telling the story of Atlanta, yeah. right? And how Atlanta was built into the place that it is today. People came to Atlanta through Freaknik and they stayed, right? And that's how Atlanta has become this multicultural, multi-city place. Yeah. yeah. I can't say that you won't see freaking in the <laughs> It is called Freaknik. It is what it is. Because okay. um, it's the 40th anniversary of Freaknik. Yeah. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Right. And it's the 30th anniversary of So So Death. So it's all. All tied in together. I love tied. it. So I threw that in at the end. He did. So, so dead. Awesome. But you know what? It's funny. As he said that, as he was talking, I was like, you know, Jermaine has been such a major contri- contributor mm-hmm. to hip hop and to Atlanta. I mean. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> like, dum, dum, dum. Right. like, that's a hit record that really, I think for a lot of folks was like, oh, the stamp that said like. Atlanta is now an official, right. like, uh, tentpole of, like, hip-hop. And I think even, like, he kind of talked about, like, people, even introduction to Atlanta as a city was, like, Freaknik. Like, mm-hmm. I, like my parents moved to, the, moved to the 80s, moved to Atlanta in the 80s. But, like, there's a whole generation of people who came in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Yeah. And they're, they kind of come through these, like, big moments mm-hmm. in history. Like, 1996, you have the Olympics. Atlanta Olympics. Like, the great, Magnificent Seven! <laughs> oh, my God! The greatest Olympics of all time, by the way. Something to like kind of like document these things. They're part of history, especially like black cultural history that we don't necessarily talk about often. Well, I think, you know, you've talked about this with me. We do a series on uh, YouTube, Amanda Seals TV called Mm -hmm. Amanda Reacts. And Mm -hmm. it's me reacting to like cultural moments of the 80s and 90s with my like knowledge since I was there. I was there. With the people. I was there. And, you know, you've you said that the reason why you thought this was necessary is because a lot of people don't really think about these eras as mm. history because they weren't in black and white. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I also, mean? Also, I think we forget we are living history. Like history is continual. Yes. It doesn't just stop after 1975. Listen, <laughs> we lived history the other day with Representative Justin Jones mm-hmm. and Representative Justin J. Pearson and Representative Gloria Johnson. Like that was a historical moment that we were all a part of. There was a guy on TikTok who kind of talked about this. He said that history is a moment. We live the moments, but we forget that it's historians that come after the fact that kind of condense these like 10, yes. 15, 20 year periods periods into revolutions. Yep. Like the French Revolution mm. wasn't like three months. It was like over a decade or so. For to some people it was two hours. Limits. <laughs> <Listen>. Or <laughs> even like um the civil rights movement. That, that's years and years of groundwork that they've kind of condensed into bus boycott. Uh so yeah, people are Washington. like we were marching from nineteen forty five right, for right. things that didn't come that didn't get resolved per, so to speak until the sixties. Mm-hmm. But you know what I think the best part is that we're telling our own stories. Yeah. And for so long that simply hasn't been the case. And uh, if if we let the wrong folks tell the story about Freaknik, it's going to be these black people are savages. They were twerking in the streets. Oh, it was crazy. And I think it's great that, you know, Jermaine is taking a step and saying it's not 
that this is going to be some expose. Mm -hmm. It's more so a exploration of a moment in time that so many of us experienced that even though it seems was recent Mm -hmm. is actually living history. Very long ago. All right. Well, stop it. You see how he slid that in, y'all? Scandalous. Yeah, go to the next break. Uh, that's it for Black Hero News. Coming up next, what do we got? We got the big up. Big up, big up. Let it down. All right. We're going to give somebody props and somebody blows. You got to find out who on the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the big up. Let down on the Amanda Seals Show. What's up, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. And it is now time for the Y'all, today's is for my nerds. I am so excited to announce that Avatar The Last Airbender is getting a release date. Well, has gotten its release date for the animated movie. Now, I know some of y'all are like, wait a minute, didn't they do a live action movie of that with M. Night Shyamalan? Shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> okay, it's like season seven and, and eight of Game of Thrones. We don't, shh, we don't talk we about don't talk it. We don't talk about Bruno. Mm-mm. Now, Paramount has confirmed the release date for the feature-length Avatar The Last Airbender movie, the animated film, which is going to specifically focus on Avatar Aang and his friends, is going to be released October 10th, 2025. There's no details of the plot, but they're saying it's going to be a focus on the time between Avatar The Last Airbender and its follow-up, The Legend of Korra. And they actually have plans to release not one, but three movies After this, uh, that will build upon what's been shown in the original shows for all my geeks out there who know what I'm talking about. They may have like a solo movie for Zuko or for like the favorite past avatars like Kiyoshi. This is very big news, Jeremiah, like the Bible. Avatar The Last Airbender is originally a Nickelodeon series. It is one of the greatest cartoons of all time. It is my favorite cartoon of all time, not just because of like the actual animation, because it's also super hilarious highly well-written and also like deep. I've actually learned from Avatar The Last Airbender in terms of like life lessons, not just like as an adult, but like in a spiritual way. And I think it's so great when these cartoons are able to like meet people on whatever level they're at. So like a kid watching this is going to receive it as a kid would. But then if you're like the parent watching with the kid, like you're receiving it in a whole other way. So I suggest everybody, especially if you like cartoons, make sure you check out Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm right now doing a rewatch and I literally watch one episode every single morning. (laughs) Jeremiah, don't hate on me. All right. So that is today's. And you know what? Today, let down. We don't have one, and that's a big up, big up. I know nobody did nothing weird over the weekend, so we do not have a letdown for today's show, and I feel really good about that. So, as you say that, somebody's doing something right now. Right now, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right, are any of my Avatar fans listening? Hit me up one eight five five Amanda eight. Especially my black nerds. You know we're a special group of people. The Blurds. Hit me up. We got more Amanda Seal show next. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremy Like the Bible with Amanda Seals. We love you guys calling, you know, give us your thoughts on our topics. And this caller is talking about our group chat Thursday discussion on gentle parenting. Mm -hmm. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jeremiah. This is Addie. So what I noticed about gentle parenting from a parent stance is that it's really about connecting with your kids and seeing them as a human and not as a subordinate. There's a difference when I'm, you know, frustrated and like someone said, you know, you haven't had the time to decompress from the day or from whatever's going on. 
you're overstimulated, it's very difficult to drink a parent. Um, but when you take that time for yourself, self-care, it makes it a whole lot easier to help this little person who is new to the world try to navigate the world. But they deserve gentle parenting. We deserve it too, but now it's our turn. We know better. We do better. All right, y'all. Thanks for the show. Love it. Bye. We love it. She said the famous phrase, you know better. You do better. That's, That's so it. true. So true. That's it. I love hearing these calls about gentle parenting because I really think that when people listen to folks talk about gentle parenting, it sounds very theoretical. Right, right. <laughs> so like you need to hear from other parents who are like implementing it to be able to say like, oh, okay. Like, well, she real. said something that was key. And I saw a TikToker who does like a whole gentle parenting thing talk about this. Like as an adult, you have your goals of like, I need to get out the door and go to the car or whatever. And kids have their, a four-year-old has their own like set of things they want to do in that given moment. <laughs> and I think sometimes we are like, conflicted as adults, like a, a four-year-old can do what a four-year-old wants to do. You know what I'm saying? They're in a whole different time space. Yes. Their needs aren't your needs at that time. And be kind of like realistic in that way. Like, why am I expecting a child to just walk straight to the door and get in the car? They four. Of course, they're not going to just do that. It's like a little bit more, a little bit more work. And there's also this thing about like controlling versus guidance, mm-hmm. right? So I've been talking about that on my Instagram and I was really great, great to see just how many people were agreeing with me that there's a difference between controlling your child and guiding your child. And people, of course, were like, well, you have to control when they're two. And it's like, I'm obviously... Right. Not talking about that. But the the guidance part is really just to me what I feel like I experienced as a kid. Like, I don't I don't feel like I was controlled as a kid. I feel like I was given like, you know, like the bumpers a framework, you know, like the bumpers in a, on a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. It's like this is here. You gonna bump up against it, but it's not gonna like break you down right, if right. it hits it. You're you'll still hit, gonna stay in motion. You'll hit the pins eventually. Yes, you'll <laughs> stay in motion. So hit us up one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Tell us your gentle parenting experiences, or do you think gentle parenting is BS? Do you think black children deserve gentle parenting, or do you think it's actually kind of harmful for black children because the world isn't gentle. Would love to hear from you. 1855-AMANDA-8. That's 1855-262-6328. Speaking of the world not being gentle, what do we got coming next hour on Black Hero News? Coming up, we're going to talk about a mom and a school board candidate uh-huh. who had some thoughts about DEI. Plus, we'll talk about your... Did she really have thoughts? She thought she had thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you have a new podcast episode, Side Effects of Mean Girl. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that. It's all coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Monday. Hope everybody is up, up, up with us on that high vibration. We gotta, we gotta stay on that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's difficult with all the things that are going on to like not fall off, you fall know. Like I went to the beach this weekend. Like even though it was cold and kind of chilly at the beach, my man and I like made it our business to just go and like be by the ocean, just to kind of get even just away from the house. Mm-hmm. To get that vibration back up. You have to be conscious. Like, you have to make conscious efforts to, to do that. Did you do anything special this weekend? Um, I went to see my parents in Atlanta. How was that? Atlanta. It was nice. It was nice to see them. I actually recorded them. 
Like, you know, people be doing that thing where they like record their parents telling stories. I do. I have several recordings of my mom telling stories. Just a little microphone with me, plugged it up. And I yep. said, sit down. Uh-huh. And I just start asking questions. Yes. So we got we gotta do like more, obviously. Of but course. We started the process. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I have all these recordings of my mom telling stories and I haven't figured out how to use it, how to utilize it yet. So I think that's that's a great project for everyone to do. Uh now today on May 1st, 2023, it's a seminal day. Really? Yeah. Because on this day in 1867, Howard University opened its doors in Washington, D.C. Have you heard of Howard University? You know, I might have heard about it. I might have tiptoed across the campus a few times back in the day from 2012 to 2016 as an <laughs> alumnus of the illustrious Howard University. Hey, Bison. This also was a day that uh, Gwendolyn Brooks became the first black woman awarded the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry Ooh. in 1950. Mm-hmm. Come on, Pulitzer. We love a Pulitzer. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Oh, he does have a Pulitzer. Sure does. For the last album. That's damn. Flex. That's Especially s- as a rapper. Super flex. Like, they never give you anything else. You're like, I got a Pulitzer. But that, him getting that Pulitzer actually supported my thesis that I wrote for my graduate school uh, thesis, which was about, like, the rap album as a continual narrative of mm-hmm. black life and important, like, storytelling. And so that's what he got the Pulitzer Prize for. Like, his, his ovoir of work speaking to, like, Black life in a so actually being able to do a great rap album. Oh, that part. Okay. What do we got for Black Year <laughs> News coming up this hour? Coming up, moms from Liberty School Liberty School Board candidate in East Stutterberg had to say a lot about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, moms for Liberty <laughs> School Board candidate in East Stroudsburg, New York, said she's against DEI. Yes, what else? Yes. yes. Oh, if also, you did wait, if you can say that one, <laughs> how you gonna get this one? Giannis Anson Corpo. Of the Milwaukee Bucks said a lot about failure in a press conference that came up recently. It's been going viral. Y'all saw it. We go talk about it. Plus, we finally get to talk about small doses, side effects of mean girls, Amanda. Yeah. We got a lot to say on the podcast. We go talk about that. Plus, White House Correspondents' Dinner coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. If you missed the White House Correspondents' Dinner, well, we've got Roy Wood Jr.'s best jokes. He's a comedian that hosted, and I'm so proud of my homeboy. He's also going to be on the show. This week, mm-hmm. right here at the Amanda Seal Show. So make sure you look out for that. And, uh, you know, you did say that we're going to have Giannis's conversation around failure. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to tell you he's he's talking about, you know, this is not a real failure. Well, baby, we're going to clear up some actual <laughs> failures for you just so you have a, a, a barometer of sorts. OK, a litmus test. Stay connected with us 24 seven on social media at Seal Set It and give us a call. One eight five five Amanda eight. 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. This hour, we have two Blacker News stories that are stories that, to me, have, like, kind of hit the internets and been making their circulations around all different types of spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about this first one. So, the first one was from a viral video, like you mentioned, from a mom for Liberty School Board candidate in East Strasburg, who said she was against DDI. And when she was questioned about it, she had this to say. So, would you please just explain, as, as far as you understand it, what is the DEI platform and program here at East Strasburg Area School District? 
And if, you, and if you're not sure, it's okay to say you're not sure. I'm not, I'm not 100% and sure what it is here at East Strasburg. What, what is your idea in general then, if you're not, if you don't have a specific, if you don't have specific knowledge of this particular school district? What is, what is it, what is it in your mind that, that the EI platform does? And if you're not sure, that's okay too. I'm just very fearful mm -hmm. that there are going to be children that are made to feel bad of who they are because they're not part of what other children are. So here's the thing. One, it's very clear that she does not know what DEI is. At like all. these folks really be out here just holding up signs. Mm -hmm. I'm against this. They don't have no clue. No clue. They don't even know where they're from. You know, a lot of these white people, they don't even know how they ended up white. Like <laughs> they, they just don't know they're white. They just know they're white. Like I, they don't know why. They don't know what that means. They don't know who even made that up. They're just mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm just riding with it. I'm just riding with it. They don't even know there's no white people in the Bible. They just they're riding. They just riding. So uh, the woman that you hear asking this woman the questions mm -hmm. is Krista Caceres. She's the NAACP president for the Monroe County, Pennsylvania chapter. And she's really being praised for her handling of this deflecting white woman at the school board meeting. Now, to me, Jeremiah, I felt like there I saw just a lot of people being like, oh, my gosh, she was so patient. Mm -hmm. This is what we need. We need this type of patience. We need this type of kindness, you know, and. I think that what people don't understand is that it ends up being like an emotional, heavy lifting burden that black people have to employ just to get white people to be honest mm -hmm. about the ways in which they are impeding progress. And then when that happens, you're also expected to be polite mm -hmm. about how you respond to their very like overt idiocy. And discriminatory practices, because even after all of that, she still had to, in a very calm, <laughs> concise way, explain how this woman was ridiculous. Right, right. I had a different thought on this when I first heard. Oh, thing. I mean, I have a similar thought, but she okay. said something that made me think of something. You said people call her like kind. She was very kind and nice. And I think to me, I don't think she was being kind or nice. I thought she was being. I could hear irritation in her voice. Of course, but I didn't think that was unkind. Right, I but I do think. When non-black people use certain words to describe black women, it's like you expect her to like flip, right? And it's kind of like she's just being very even simple, like she's communicating effectively mm -hmm. without being overly emotional, or whatever, and still getting her point across. It's not like she had to. Even she's some people like I don't got, the, I don't need the extra like peanut gallery. I got this. Let me, yeah, go. let me just and stick with this. Even too, I think what she kind of did was kind of like basically in a way, like because she kind of like set her set her up to like so explain it to us. She didn't explain it. It kind of kept feeding like she didn't bait her. She did not bait her. I we I want to be clear not to use that language okay, because okay. it makes it seem as though she's being insidious. This right, is a, okay, this is right. a, this is a space right. that was created to have a talk back conversation. This woman is running for the school board mm -hmm. while protesting against school board practices right, right, right. for the kids. So I don't want to call it baiting. Okay. She simply was just she, saying, I like she exposed her to, to kind of say, she, like, let her know, she let her expose herself. Right, also, she asked the right questions though. I'm like, like a, that's I, really more so like a journalist. Is. Like I'm actually the right questions to, to show the fact that you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm even kind of helping you. Like, is it this, is it this? And you're still, <laughs> you're still unable to articulate your point. So and I think also too, why I don't think all hearts and minds change on certain situations. There's some people who are deeply embedded in being, ignorant, racist, and things like that. I think there are some people who just 
more so regurgitate talking points without even like thinking mm-hmm. beyond them. People that are like, oh, this person said this, so it must be true. Do not think you, when you're on the outside looking in, you hear somebody else sound crazy. Like, well, maybe let me rethink my position on this. Maybe I am tripping about this thing too. And I think that was kind of the way I looked at it. So I was happy that she did it in an open forum. So other people who probably had the same thoughts are like, okay, maybe, do I sound like this when I'm talking about DEI? When they ask my thoughts, maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to go back to the drawing board and do my research about this thing. I will just say this. Black people are consistently expected mm-hmm. to exercise a level of poise and to deliver an abundance of grace mm-hmm. to individuals who are less educated, mm-hmm. less uh, possessing of less character mm-hmm. and who have less purpose than them. <laughs> and it is exhausting to watch. Speaking of that, <laughs> when we get back, Giannis Atencumpo. Of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Y'all know, y'all know Giannis. He handled the press report, y'all, so deliciously. And we're going to get into it when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What's cracking? This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We're going to keep going. We got some black era news for you. We just talked about this uh, sister in East Strasburg, New York, who had to really just deftly handle this uh, white lady who was talking complete BS, but she, you know, got her to show the ridiculousness of her statements. Mm-hmm. Giannis Atencompo did the same. He did. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh we, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right. So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? With, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? There's no failure in sports. So the clip you just heard, guys, that was Giannis at a press conference. So the Milwaukee Bucks were eliminated from the playoffs. And the way the guy asked him, like, is this a failure? It's like, I made it to the playoffs. Is this really? <laughs> like, First of all, this is a question that was asked last, him. Last like, he's like, you asked me this last year. So y'all ain't got no new questions. It's the same question. The same pad from last year. He said, <laughs> maybe they won't notice. I love how he broke it down, though, and basically was just like, we made it here. No, it's not a failure. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a process to this. Right. And us doing what we do is important and necessary. So, like, why would we consider that a failure? However. Also, at the end of the day, it's basketball. Like, no no lives were lost in the uh, process of me getting kicked out the, uh, Sir, the playoffs. no lives were <laughs> lost. Like, this is absolutely a sport. Mm-hmm. And I think failure is a strong word. Yeah. And I do think, though, that we need to give some folks some examples of actual failures. Okay. Okay? Because I think sometimes we think, okay, you know, participation award. And we don't want to <laughs> do that. We don't want to do that, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. but there are some things that are absolute failures. For instance, 
The wigs in Tyler Perry films. Now, how do we get in Amanda? How do failure, failure, failure. Yeah. Every time I'm just like, wh- why is this what we're doing? So like Shamara's cornrow braids and why did, not why did I get married? Diver Mad Black Woman. Like the oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Failure. Potato salad with raisins. Ooh, I don't know who even came with that. <laughs> Definitely a... Hell no. Okay. <laughs> Coming to America too. Ooh, I can I can echo that. Cut it, Jeremiah. I am obsessed with Coming to America one. I know. So Coming to America two, it hit even harder in the failure department. And you're maybe wondering, well, why why is that a failure? Mm-hmm. They made it. You know how hard it is to get a movie made. Yeah. And it was a sequel, and they got Eddie and mm-hmm. Arsenio back together. You're right. I'm not saying that there weren't some redeemable elements of this process. There were many successes. However, the actual complete product Mm. in capturing the joy of the original coming to America. Yeah, no, that was, that was not it. And I'm going to say that it didn't feature. She's your queen. So what are we really doing? I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely a failure to the fact that no one raised their hands and was like, we go put this out for real, y'all? Y'all sure? We go put this on the internet? I would say the number one failure that we got to make, uh, you know, apparent is the fact that there still haven't been any gun laws created. Yeah. Federally. Mm-hmm. And in states where there are innumerable gun crimes, I mean, gun uh, violence going on. Texas, I'm talking about you. Florida. I'm talking about you. Okay. So that's what we want to say. So now you all understand what we mean when we say that's a failure. All right. When we get back, that's it for Black Year News. But we are going to talk about the latest edition of Small Doses. What is the episode? Side effects of Mean Girls. (laughs) Not the movie, though. Stop trying to make that happen. You don't even go here. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. You're tuned into the Amanda Seals show. This is Jeremy, like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. Hi. And it's now time to talk about Small Doses, your other podcast. Small Doses is my podcast that is a part of the Urban One Podcast Network. And you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. And you can watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Lovely. So this week, you talked about the side effects of Mean Girls. Mm. We have a clip. So we're going to play that. Let's check it out. But I think far too often, a lot of us want everyone to like us. And so if people don't like us or people are interested in hanging out with us, then we will think, oh, well, they're being mean girls. And it is an important distinction to make, especially when you work in places that have a lot of other women, because you also are taking on energy when you feel like you got to fight folks that really ain't even fighting you. Mm. Interesting. That's an interesting take. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that first of all, it's like, does being likable matter to you? You know, some people mm-hmm. are like, literally like, I just want everybody to like me. So I'm just going to show up like a certain way. And right. I think in certain jobs, that's necessary just mm-hmm. for your peace of mind. Like I know I have friends who've like worked at places and they're like, these people do not know me. They don't know anything <laughs> about me except for that. Like, you know, Gina got gray shoes. Like <laughs> that's it. And I like it that way. And I keep it real surface. I'm not somebody that can like. I mean, I guess because my work is like personal, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not working in corporate where I can like separate myself from my work. So if I'm working someplace, like you're going to get the full. We go see it. Like it's going to show up in some capacity, whether on camera or behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm not necessarily 
um, I don't really care about being likable. I'm going to be myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hope people think that I, they like me as a person. Mm-hmm. But like, also, I'm not going to my way to make sure like, oh, this person doesn't like me. <laughs> Let me, especially I don't like you. I'm like, <laughs> that's fine. We ain't got to like each other. But I think more so, I don't want people to like mischaracterize me. Like, yes, I agree. Don't be telling people I'm a liar. I'll be stealing. Uh, yeah, like, no. that I have like a or real. Or I'm like rude or something. I don't think that'll bother me. I mean, I'm, I live that every day. So, <laughs> I mean, people have been mischaracterizing me as like a, a black man hater. Oh. Also, they've said that I'm somebody who like falsely accused somebody of sexual harassment and rape. Absolutely never happened. Uh, I'm falsely characterized as an AKA. <laughs> like, so, you know, I, I've, I've had to come to understand that even that level mm-hmm. You know, with the false characterization, like, what can you do? All you can do is continue, like, moving your purpose and try to try your best to whenever you have the opportunity to shift that narrative, like, demonstrate it. See, it's different on the internet, though, because in real life, in the office, I know who started it. And I can find you. Mm. And I might beat you up. No, I'm, I won't do that. <laughs> but, you know, I can have words with you. Like, what's the, what's the issue? Like, you know. But can you? Because then, they, then there's a whole HR thing. Like, I feel like all of that is, like, part of the reason why H, why corporate was so difficult for me. But the Mean Girls thing that we're talking about. It, but as it relates to Mean Girls, I think some people mischaracterize, like, you not necessarily vibing with somebody as, like, oh, they're a mean girl. Right, right. Whereas, like, what we break down in this episode is what the difference is between like mean girls and someone just like not rocking with you. Right. Cause mean is mean girls, like a, a infrastructure <laughs> and it's an effort. Right. Like mean girls are like, I want to mess up your stuff. They plotting on you. Yes. Whereas like, if you just don't vibe with somebody, they just don't vibe with you. And sometimes th- you can feel like, Oh my God, like they're so just like, why are they so dismissive? Why are they this? Why are they that? And it's like, you got to kind of do an introspection look on if that's just you aggrandizing something mm-hmm. or if it's simply just fine. Like, and that's what we mean by you don't have to be liked by everybody. I and mean, what you said is true. It would take effort to be a mean girl. Cause if I don't like you. I'm staying away from Indifferent. you. I'm like, please, please stop talking to me. I ain't gonna talk to you. <laughs> Sit over there. I'll bring you to work when I'm done with it. Check out side effects of mean girls. Our latest episode of small doses podcast and give us a call. Hit me up. one 855 eight. That's one 855 And let me know your thoughts on side effects of mean girls. Uh, I really feel like a lot of people have like been watching this episode and listening to this episode and feeling very like oh, this me, this me. Remember, you can also watch the episode on Amanda Seals TV. Stay right here. When we get back, the White House Correspondence Center was on Saturday night. It was hosted by my homeboy, comedian Roy Wood Jr. And we're going to play some of his best jokes next on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And shout out to Roy Wood Jr. He was the comedian this year that hosted the White House Correspondents' Dinner. You've seen Roy Wood Jr. on Comedy Central. You've seen him on The Daily Show. And he really did the dang thing. Uh, there was a lot of great folks in attendance. Of course, Brittany Griner, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, and of course, the politicians. Uh, John, right. uh, Joe Biden. Kamala. Well, you laugh, but you know, Trump didn't attend the, the White true. House Correspondents' Dinner for the four years that he was in office. That's it. <laughs> so uh, here's some of Roy Wood's commentary. I love Dominion. Matter of fact, let me just say right now, my favorite voting machine is <laughs> Dominion voting machines. When I go to the polls, I make sure it is a Dominion machine that I use. If your election needs the truth, put Dominion in your booth. That's Hilarious. We can all see Clarence Thomas, but he belongs to billionaire Harlan Crow. 
And that's what an NFT is. <laughs> Many of you, I don't even think you should be working that hard. We should be inspired by the events in France. They rioted when the retirement age went up two years to 64. They rioted because they didn't want to work till 64. Meanwhile, in America, we have an 80-year-old man begging us for four more years of work. Begging. So Roy also talked about Kamala Harris and mm. the fact that, you know, folks keep asking, where's Kamala? But then nobody asked that when it was a man doing the job. The first time we have a woman in the job, it's where's where's the vice president? Where's the vice president? Right, right. I'm still curious, though. Um, I, mean, I, I like what he said about the Dick Cheney thing. He was like, well, clearly make a whole documentary about you. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the vice president has a whole documentary about that. Right. It's a red flag. Because the vice president actually is supposed to be tucked. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I think people really just expected there to be more Kamala because she is a black woman mm-hmm. and because we'd be out front and we'd right. be doing, you know, the work in a real way. And so I think people just expected as they do, as they did with Obama, that she was going to get in office. She was going to paint the White House black. And be outside in the morning with the RBG flag. I mean, what I can say about Kamala is she's never missed a silk press appointment. Not a one. Them edges is laid <laughs> out, just like the audience was at Roy Wood's jokes. Remember, uh, Roy Wood is going to be Roy Wood Junior is going to be joining us this week on the show. So check him out on Friday. You know, Friday is our fun day, Friday. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that. When we come back, we have politicians, politicians say, say the, the darndest, darndest things. things. Plus our sixty second headlines. All that coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. We still got some more time with you. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Starting off your Monday on a good note with my homeboy. Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, happy birthday to all of our April 24th, 2023 folks. It's Taurus season. Uh, and uh, singer and one half of Gospels, Mary Mary, Tina Campbell. Born in 1974. You know, Erica Campbell, her sister, is a host right here at Radio 1. So yeah. shout out to Erica. And uh, also just shout out to Erica because when I was like, possibly going to take this job. Like I called her. I didn't even know her. I'd never met her. She just comments on my posts ever so often. And she like really gave me some insight and encouragement. That's so. Come on. That's a true Christian right. woman. Come on, get up. Mornings with Erica Campbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Coming up this hour, what do we got? We have our favorite segment, Politicians Say the Darndest, Darndest things. things. Plus, we have 60 Second Headlines and the Big Up. Let down, going down. Also, if you are going to be in Los Angeles on May 18th or you're looking for something to give your mom for Mother's Day, a BM, a friend that's a mom, etc., listen, you got to get them tickets to Smart, Funny, and Black. Mm-hmm. Okay, Smart, Funny, and Black is my black culture comedy variety game show. And we have got Jaleel White versus 
Wayne Brady. They're going head to head in games that I've created to taste their knowledge, test their knowledge of black culture, black history, and the black experience. If you want to see a smart, funny black show in action, make sure you go to my YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. I just posted uh, T.S. Madison versus the Brat that went down in Atlanta last year, 2022, and it was quite a time. But it also just gives you a real understanding of like what the show is so that you can get your tickets because you, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out. This is something I've been doing since 2016, and it's just what I, I believe that isn't an integral type of entertainment for particularly the time we're in right now. Black folks, we're tired. We're tired. And we need spaces where we can just go and have joy and be in community with each other and celebrate black innovation and black culture. So that's what we do at Smart, Funny, and Black. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Just search The Amanda Seals Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn because it's The Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for Politicians Say the Darndest Things. So today, Amanda, mm-hmm. we have Representative Timothy Burchett. Congressman. Yes, Congressman Timothy Burchett, who is 58 years old. So he's not a child. Nope. He's a politician. What does he represent? He represents Knoxville, Tennessee. All right. And he had this to say about gun control. Hmm. A lot of people listened to what you just said and said, wait a minute, it is your job to fix this. And it's unacceptable to have mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. Why not fix this? Get together, get together uh, with the Democrats and get it done. Well, this happens a lot, Jim. The, um, that was cut off a little bit. I, I was probably speaking more from a Christian perspective. I also went on and said, we need real revival in this country. We've... Uh, I feel like we've we've turned from the Lord, and I know that maybe makes people's heads spin off sometimes when they hear somebody like that may say that. Yeah, because you're a lawmaker. You're not a psalm writer. Yeah. You know what's interesting to me? He goes on in this clip to talk about like, oh, well, you know, because the, the reporter, the uh, anchor was like, well, you know, other countries are Christian as right. well, and it's they don't have the same level of gun violence. He says, but they don't have our level of freedom either. <laughs> they don't have the Second Amendment. And it's like, in the same breath, they will call on the Second Amendment while completely disregarding separation of church and state, both of which mm-hmm. were enacted by these forefathers that they consider to be so great. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just trying to understand. I mean, I think the what you said makes so much sense, first off. But I think even his first argument made any sense. He was like, we turn away from God. Listen, but it's like, God uh, is the one who's shooting people. Like, the, there, it's one thing, like, there are bullets raining down on us. Like, oh, my God, there are bullets. <laughs> yeah, there are people with guns that you refuse to make laws for. And if you feel like you're going to solve the problems with Jesus, <laughs> then you shouldn't be a politician. You should be a pastor. Also, Jesus is like, that's your job. You, what? How'd you, I get in it? You're supposed to be making the laws. I'm up here chilling. Whatever happened to help those who help themselves? Listen. The picking and choosing of the Bible that these people do is disgusting. <laughs> and the way they continue to use it as a literal shield mm-hmm. from their accountability or from having to explain themselves is disgusting and an undermining of people who actually do live as Christians in the world and understand that they need to be a part of uplifting the world, mm-hmm. not being in the way of uh, allowing harm. I agree. I'm with you. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Coming up next, we got stories that we couldn't get to because it's going to be a time for 60 60 second headlines. headlines. All that coming up next. Hit me up, 1855-AMANDA-8. That's 1855-262-6328. Also heard that uh, church attendance has really decreased significantly since the um, pandemic and that there's like actually like a lot of, 
I won't say uh, there's a there's been a number of pastors who have actually taken their lives because of this. Interesting. Learned that this weekend when I was talking to a friend of mine who's really involved in the church. So something to think about. Hit us up one eight five five Amanda eight. Are you still going to church or have you stopped or did you know? Do you feel like this guy in America needs a revival? Do you agree? One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. And you know, some headlines, they don't require a whole story, but they definitely require a mention. And that's when it's time for 60 Second Headlines. Hit it! All right, first we have Smokey Robinson just released a concept album about sex called Gasms. And while promoting the album, he revealed that he had a romantic affair with fellow Motown singer Diana Ross early in her career. Okay, so Lady had him singing the blues. <laughs> no comment. Next story. <laughs> A Toronto Uber driver allegedly assault, sexually assaulted a passenger and then used her phone to give him a five-star review on the ad. I don't even have a one-liner for this because I don't know what caused the assault. But if he assaulted her just to give himself the five-star review, then that really scares me. That's all yikes, I have to say about yikes. it. <laughs> also bad news. Meta is shutting down their Facebook Watch Originals, which includes the daytime and Emmy-winning talk show Red Table Talk. But Jada's going to find a new home for the show. Oh, she should. And you know what? They should actually come over to the Pink Room of Small Doses mm. podcast to talk about what they have learned while in the process of Red Table Talk. Honestly, I think it might be time to hang it up. Also, might be time to hang up oral sex because it may be the biggest factor in the rise of throat cancer in the United States. Damn. So next time your partner says, would it kill you to give me some? You can reply, actually, yes. That's it for 60 Second Headlines right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. Coming up next, we have the Big Up Let Down. Big Up, Big Up Let Down. Don't go anywhere. See Amanda Seals. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, we go ahead on out of here. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Shout out to everybody who's been listening and checking us out. If you missed anything, make sure you go to wherever you get your podcast. Jeremiah, like the Bible, we talked about a lot of things today. We did. We talked about the unfortunate story about the five that were dead and killed. Execution style in Texas. Yeah. We also talked about Jermaine Dupree saying the Freak Nick documentary will celebrate Atlanta and not expose your grandma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dwayne Wade moved his family out of Florida because of the LGBTQ policies, which we love. Shout but we also him. talked about like different places where black folks are moving out of the country. And we decided I'm going to Ghana. You're going to Grenada, maybe. Please. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. Also, Roy Wood Jr. hit the White House Correspondents Dinner and he had some jokes, y'all. He laid them out. Yes, he killed it and he's actually going to be right here on the show this week. Looking forward to that. So make sure you stick around uh, to check that out. You know what? If you miss any part of the show, again, go wherever you get your podcast and get your podcast. You can also check out my other podcast, Small Doses Podcast, and you can watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Also want to remind you, you can get tickets to my show, Smart, Funny, and Black Live, going down on May 18th. It's a comedy game show comprised of two black folks that are going to go head-to-head -head in games that I create that test their knowledge of black culture, black history, and the black experience. And this month, we are treated to Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White. Going to be a great time. Get your tickets at Amanda Seals. Dot com. Remember, our phone lines are open 24-7, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Now, coming up tomorrow, 
We're going to have all your black ear news. We got the big up, let down. Plus another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. And, you know, my nude photos uh, in this month's Women's Health magazine came out. And boy, y'all had a lot to say in the comments. So we're going to have to do another segment of Amanda in the comments. Amanda in the comments. We got all that and more Tuesday on the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.